baby Today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw But it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80 It's the gold Did yeah, you hit it on one Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 This is episode 62 of the Break 80 Podcast. This is Stouds here to wrap up the professional men's golf major season as it has come to a conclusion. With me are Top 100 Tim, Short Sighted Mike. I think the three of us boys will need a little bit of time to get our bodies back on the regular clocks as we've uh, woken up a few uh, hours earlier than we normally would to watch um, what I guess I would consider not much of a golf tournament. Your thoughts? Uh, well, as somebody who's who watched almost every televised hour of this tournament, other than a few hours Saturday morning when I slept in after Tim and I got drunk watching Tin Cup and Caddyshack with the, with the people at my house. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, the golf course was great. I thought, I thought Liverpool held up really well. I have some issues with some other things, which we'll talk about in a second, but, uh, well, Brian Harmon took the arrow of the whole tournament. He was too damn good. That's I mean, that's kind of how it is. I, I think the only one that could have taken Brian Harmon down this week would have been Rory McAvoy. <laughs> not not Rory McElroy, but Tin Cup. Tin Cup. So Roy, Roy, Roy McElroy. McElroy, okay. Rory McAvoy. Yep. <laughs> that short finish would have just cut through that wind. And I gotta admit. What wind. wind? Not not impressive. Yeah, it didn't even get up to 20. I don't know what they're complaining about. We played in worse. These pros are so fucking soft off of the preferred events on their preferred courses in their preferred weather. They can't even hold up against 15 mile per hour winds that we play in day in and day out. Like, my God, you can't go low in 13 mile an hour winds that pushes you slightly towards an OB fence. Have you never played in Minneapolis? Come on. There's they clearly, didn't, they, they clearly have not. Yeah, they clearly have not played in the Cloquet Invitational. Let's just put it that way. Oh, my God. It's so, just. They would not show pro, up to that tournament. You, it, I, I have to admit, you go to, and for the listeners here, I'm sure there's a lot of us in Minnesota. 3M is this week. Going to be wonderful. We're going to watch them tear up this course in the heat. But. God, if there's an OB fence, a little bit of wind, it just, they go from completely immortal gods to completely one of us in like five mile per hour winds flat. It's, it's utterly ridiculous how soft they lay down. Oh, you don't even need an OB fence, Tim. What a revelation the open was on Thursday and Friday when there was a little bit of wind crosswind on 18 and the RNA, which I'm going to rip in a second, though, uh, came out with a little line of spray paint, did a, did a, a great move, the in-course OB. Let's pick up on that trend and get, get it to every tour event because it made these guys quiver the first two days. And there was a little bit, little bit of win the first two days. Ricky hit two out of bounds with, a, with like a mid-iron. It was fabulous. Absolutely stroke of genius to have the, have the oh. OB so tight there on that hole. It seemed to me it was either 
it was either going to go OB or they were going to go so far left that mm-hmm. they're over. They hit home runs over this fence that they had to then figure out. And they had that issue. So it's just massive bailouts or somebody that takes it on. And I don't know there's a couple of good shots, but I think let's, we start with that. We start with the golf course. Let's start with the golf course. What we thought of it um, real quick. You know, when I think of uh, the open, these are kind of things I need to see. And I think one thing was missing from this golf course. And I, I don't think you can have all these things. And maybe there's a course that has all of them, but things I love at an open pot bunkers. Okay. They held up. They did their damage this week. Uh, until, have, uh, I'll get into that until the RNA fucked us on that one. Okay. But I'll get into that in the grievance. Okay. I, I got to have a burn. Did, didn't get a, I just got to have that entire thing across the most you know, do not. I, I just have to have one of those. Um, love to see the gorse bushes. Love when a ball goes in there. Um, and then, like you talked about, in course OB is, is a stroke of genius. And then something that has a little bit of weather, which, you know, another thing that nobody really can control, but that makes the open fun. I want to see guys in rain jackets. I want to see the the foggy lensed shot where you can't even see the golfer basically playing. Because yeah. the weather's hideous. That's the kind of things I want to see. So well, there's really only, I mean, and people will argue that they love the mass. The masters is better. Fuck that. They, they were playing the open. They were playing the open before a single American even knew what the fuck golf was. But that's um, history. Though. That's, that's historic. That's but... And the golf courses are so nuanced and they're like poetry. And, and the nuance goes away with when there's, when there's no wind. You know, because that takes so many bunkers out of play. They need those courses need wind. There's only one of two ways to make them really good. You either have, like you kind of saw in the final round, just with more wind, you know, rain and wind in, in those conditions, or you have it just baked out where it's hard and firm, and those guys can't take dead aim at flag sticks and stop everything. Then they got to maneuver around bunkers and run shots in. The way it was this week because of the softness and lack of wind was, you know, it was a turkey shoot to some extent, although I will say the course held up pretty well score-wise for, you know, it's not like they were 20-some under. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one guy one guy got the double digits in very benign conditions. Um, so to me, that's a, that's a golf course that's stood the test of time pretty well. Uh, you know, you look at like St. Andrews, you get those conditions at St. Andrews, they're, they're 20 under par. You know, they light that place up. So uh, Liverpool is a, pretty, is a pretty good test of golf. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just, that's my first grievance when we get there. It needs, it needs the weather. Mike, to your, to your one comment, they've been playing golf before, uh, England knew what freedom was. So <laughs> I, know, I don't yeah. know if that, uh, greatest, that comment greatest, completely holds up in historical content. It's the greatest championship in the world. I thought for a second, maybe on the first or second day that Sharma was going to take the whole empire down for, for, for all the colonized countries around the world, but he, but he couldn't hang on God, that. That would have been good to see uh, <laughs> what third, third or fourth oldest golf course is actually in India. So mm-hmm. lots yeah. of heritage. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just, I was just going to mention kind of what you were, but here's the one thing that I kind of, you know, I, I guess they can't really, you know, help a lot of this, but I just felt like if they weren't in a pot bunker and they missed the green for the most part, it was going to be an up and down, you know, it's like these guys yeah. would ship it to three feet every time or they would putt it. And it's like, you know, yeah, every once in a while you'd get that, you know, little thick grass down there. I think Hardman got up and down other ones, which was amazing in itself. But like, it just seemed that if they missed the green, it wasn't in a bunker. And even half the time it looked like, you know, even when it went in the bunker, for the most part, they were able to just kind of hit a regular shot out, stick it to four or five feet, make your putt, move on. So 
I, it was really green. I mean, you know, you probably want a little bit more firmness to get those runouts to get to the bunkers, to get those runouts to go over the green or something to kind of. But you said the scores are the scores don't lie. I mean, it still was a difficult test of golf. I think the length was was part of that. You know, with the it seemed yeah. like there was a lot of two hundred yard, you know, shots coming in um, on some of the holes, and then some of them, you know, they didn't make they didn't make a ton of birdies, a ton of pars. I mean, I just saw a lot of pars this week. Yeah, they well, can't. Probably... Go ahead, Tim. I was going to say we'll probably touch on this in a minute, but it 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 still played firm, right? It's a it's a sand base. Things were still rolling, even when it was raining. Things were still releasing. And I think Brian Harmon showed why a short precision player can play well in those conditions. Because if you are hitting between the hazards, much like Tiger did, missing every bunker, you can really play a, a links course particularly well. He's... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to your grievances, Mike, before we go through the whole list. Yep. Speed up the greens. Why are we allowing these guys to put on nine stimp greens as professionals? Those motherfuckers should be at 11. Oh, fuck them. I don't have shit. Yeah, but they have to like if you they have to. That's what I was going to get to after when Jeff was talking there. They part of the reason why those guys can get up and down so much is because. You know, like the U.S. Open, they get it running 13, 13 and a half or something, and they can put. Even in, even in flat spots, it makes the chips tougher. Here they can't, because of the wind, they can't get the green speeds up. If you if the, you go back last wind, week. The wind didn't blow. The wind was at 13 yeah, but to they, 15. But they, they're not going to take it from a nine to it. You can't, you can't make it. You can't firm you it can't up. Do and it. You can't firm it up like that. You, that takes time to set up and get it to that point. Lower um, the mower. Well, you can't. I mean, you <laughs> could. They, they can do, drop the deck, baby. I love that. But uh <laughs> You can get it a little faster, but like if you look at the Scottish Open last week, that last round, it was getting to a point there when they when they went split tees where like the last hole, Tom Kim's ball, he couldn't even get it to stay because the wind was pushing it. That's what that's what they have to guard against at all these events. They can't get the green conditions people are used to seeing in the United States because of the wind factor. It's just not really possible to do. The wind was so minimum, though. I mean, it was, yes, but they they acted. The TV put on this big show, like, my goodness, the wind is howling out of blah, blah, blah area. And, oh, look at it blow these balls. And it's like, it's 15 miles an hour. There's nothing was, guarding against it? Yes. The problem is so that it, has, it, was, it was forecasted to be worse. Like, Saturday was forecasted to be 20-some mile an hour gusts, and it just never happened. So they get out there in the morning, they prep the golf course, and then they, if it doesn't blow, it doesn't blow. There's nothing really they can do about it. Well, Tips, cheating with Tim, if it's ever blowing hard, indent the golf ball down into a small divot spot so it doesn't rotate. But I'm with you. I'd love to see it with more wind. That's the... That's oh, the God. I just, I'd love to, I'd love to watch the pros get beat up. I mean, and, and yes, there was, there was not great scoring, but there were so many lackluster excuses of, you know, the wind's blowing or it's firm or... You know, there's in-course OB and my goodness, like just suck it up. Brian Harmon beat you by six strokes. Well, well, let's go off of that. Did you guys think 17 performed as dramatically no. as all the people were saying? I was just about to say that. No, but that's directly a result of the weather. Like 
if that thing was blowing, if you had a crosswind on that shot, you know, they're hitting it to a spot that's pretty small. You know, if you had some wind, but with a wedge, that, that hole becomes much more difficult, even with a wedge. Like, or if, you had some, the, if you had so that's the issue, wind, but, they didn't, but they didn't have any wind. Yeah, it's it's raised and it's what 130, 126 uphill with a wedge. And it's you can't keep it out of the wind. You can't bump and run that shot. No, it's it's completely if it's windy, that thing is completely exposed out there. There's no yeah. well, I mean they were they were talking about that in the broadcast today about how hard that shot is with wind. That uh, is uh that hole is counterculture to a lynx course with the uh, the green being raised direct to the wind, yeah. short, short iron yeah. up and over. It got a few guys. Fleetwood tripled it today. Oh my God. I, I 17, 17 at Sawgrass from that windy year, right? Yeah. It needs, it's, I mean, it's, it's you gotta like get creative. You gotta get creative. Yeah. I cannot wait for the, uh, the carnage shots to go directly on to, uh, on websites that aren't, aren't available. To look at, at school. <laughs> it's going to be great. It just a, a worst of carnage shots of, of this open. Cause I think, I think the negatives were great. I think like the guys that blew up on holes, the in-course OB as Mike talked about and uh, 17 when they, it went bad were some of the most entertaining things I saw all week. Well, it always is. That's, that's when we get to my grievance. That's my first one. I got a perfect case in point. Well, let's get <laughs> More to carnage. Let's get to it. <laughs> all right. I got some grievances here from the open championship. This could be a weekly segment. Maybe first one is for sure. Mother nature, the open needs. I think most, at least Americans, I don't know about Brits or Scots or Irish, you know, over that part of the world. We wake up in the morning, make our coffee. And we, I wake up every morning and I always know the forecast. I check it that for just hoping I turn the TV on and seeing just a windy shit show out there. And it wasn't, it just, it needs that. It needs wind and drive if possible. But I went back and looked at, they haven't had it for a while. Maybe they need to change the date. The last time it got really crazy, I mean, there's a there was a year at Carnoustie that was difficult. I believe uh, might have been the year Molinari won. But the last year, if you go back to 2008, Royal Brookdale, which is just north of Liverpool, like an hour or less, Patty Harrington won by four shots with a total score of three over. It was just brutal. I think what Tiger about 2011? shot 2011, 2011, 2008. But Darren Clark eight. year was pretty bad too, wasn't Darren it? Darren Clark year was bad, but he was under par still. But okay. just complete carnage at Brookdale. If you remember, if you remember that one year when Tiger, going back even farther, was shot like eighty-one and just the most obscene wind ever. I would love to see that just sustained for four days. One time, Mother Nature, can you do as a solid? Uh, like if you put if you get that kind of win on, on Liverpool, it's a hard golf course. It's not Carnoustie hard, but it's hard. But there are years where that's what they need. Like I think when Phil won at Muirfield, three under he won with, you know, that's the, it, those courses have to have the win with modern technology. These guys are too good. Uh, they hit it too far. They can control. That's the other thing. You know, they can, can, they can fly it over bunkers instead of going around them. They can, you know, it used to be with persimmons and everything, you know, it was harder to control spin. Now they can hit the high cuts if there's no win and they can keep it in these hard fairways. And it's so much easier for them to control the golf ball. So they need mother nature. That's, that's, that's one. We've already talked about that Two grievance to the RNA. Tim already kind of alluded to it. The fucking pros get so babied. I don't know if this made a big difference, but did you notice the RNA released a statement after round one 
that they were going to add a layer. Uh, they were going to go up on the revetted fronts with the sand, and they weren't going to make it flat. They were going to slope it up one, one to one more like revetted piece in the bunkers, so that balls would not you know run to the edge. Like you saw Tony Finau putt with a putter, he had to put it back. They changed that after day one. I don't know if players complained or what. They changed it, and they, and they made just a little bit of an upslope, which makes all the difference in the world sometimes. Still a tough shot, but, like, think about it. Scotty Scheffler had to get up and down from a bunker to make the cut on 18. If they had not changed that and that ball goes up against the edge, he has no chance of getting that thing up there. None. And he misses the cut, and his cut streak is over, and blah, blah, blah. Um so that yeah, they they ease they they made it easier on those guys. I don't understand why. Why do they have to do that? The PGA Tour does it all the time too. Make these guys look a little bit more like your average golfer. They're still really good. You hit in the bunk. If you hit it in a bunker at the open, it is supposed to be a big penalty. These are deep. They're not like American bunkers. They're actual, you know, real golf bunkers. Not the bullshit we have here. Uh, you hit it in there. It's a penalty. It should be. But they took some of that away. Uh, by by going up slope a little bit with it, so the guys can get it out easier. What do you think of that one? They they listed an actual statement that they were doing that. Yeah, that uh, that's I don't know that you you already had the week to figure out if that was going to be good or bad. You you watched them play practice rounds. You were you set up the golf course. How you set up the golf course? What they're expecting? How were they not expecting that? Like that's they played the golf course. So why are you then one day after that? Because was it complaints from the, from the people? I don't, I mean, they already knew what it was going to look like. And then you add sand like that's, that to me is like, that's not what you had for them to prepare for. Like they they need to know that they can't go in there because this is what happens if I do. And they know that because if you listen to them talk before the round, they all talk about the same thing. If you hit it in a bunker, it's like a true stroke penalty because you're going to go set, you know, they knew that going in. I don't know why they decided to rake them back with more of an upslope, but they did. I'm guessing a few people complained about something more than likely. I don't know, but they did. Okay. Grievance three is not a negative on Brian Harmon, but he did screw the fucking tournament for all of us by being so good. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you look at the leaderboard, like seriously, if you would have chopped Brian Harmon off of there, just threw him out. It was setting up to be an awesome Sunday. You had Rory, you had Rom, you had Fleetwood, you had a bunch of guys that were all bunched. There was there would have been so many guys within like two or three strokes of the lead. It could have been an awesome finish in that shitty weather today. It could have been perfect, but he was so good, um, and that he just kicked everyone's ass. I mean, I mean, here's the thing with Brian Harmon. He's actually even before the Open. He's really good. Like, he, no, I don't, I don't get how nobody knows about him. He was ranked 26 in the world going into this. He's, you know, what I kind of think he's like for you Timberwolves fans out there from back in the day. He's like Tom Gugliotta, you know, really good player, all star caliber. Nobody really, you know, he was always second fiddle to Garnett, you know, so, young Garnett or something, but like super good, just kind of under the radar all the time. Not uh, sexy. I mean, not, not yeah, nothing sexy, sexy about it, but he's a really good player. Um, he actually, Tim, hits it sneaky far. Like, I can always think he hit that. Did you see what he was talking about? Like, Sepp Straka was saying he hits it sneaky far. For all oh, no, he is far. He's like middle of the pack on the PGA Tour. He's not like at the bottom. Um, he's 5'7". Yeah, he's little, but he's but he hits it sneaky. You know, for he's like middle of the road 
PJ Tour distance. So he hits it okay. But he, uh, man, Saturday and Sunday, he had to sleep on five-shot leads two nights in a row, which is kind of crazy that he didn't choke. But every time he hit a bad shot or a bad swing, he just sucked it up and made, like, a good one right after that. He never unraveled. Like, even today, he hit it in the gorse. He pulled one. He pulled one into the rough next to the green, got it up and down. Putts like a machine. He made everything inside of 10 feet other than one putt. He was 58 or 59. That's a, that's kind of what I was, you know, last week mentioning with that book. Like, if you're cocky with your short game, you don't kind of get worried. If you miss a green, you almost think of it as a challenge. Oh, I can get up and down from there. That's a piece of cake. Or, or oh, I had eight-foot putt? Big whoop. I made 15 and straight here. The cocky yeah, short thing, game, Jeff, he- the shocky court game is a shock. <laughs> the cocky short game is a like when somebody gets swagger with a short game, it basically is dangerous for ever, the entire field because Brian Harmon didn't matter where he was, he thought he was going to get up and down. Well, what's nice, Jeff, is uh, you can allude to this sometimes you don't even need short game, you're just going to hit the green in regulation every time. Well, and I think, yeah, and that leads me to my next one, Rory, where I think, <laughs> so like. There's a Brian. The reason Brian Harmon is is under the radar, I think, is because his floor is so much lower than a lot of the guys. You know, because he has to mesh that great putting with, you know, he's not a great great ball striker. You know, he's average kind of, but he just putts really well. Where guys like Rory and even Fleetwood and some of these guys that are really good iron players, Morikawa, they can hit it like Hovland. shit. Hovland, they can hit it, you know. They always hit it good. So they're if they're they're always up there because they're always, you know, usually making pars if they don't make their birdie putts. Where where guys like Harmon who sometimes get a little squirrely, which he didn't see this week, but he does, you know, it, their their floor is a little bit lower. But let's talk about Rory because this is bad. This was bad. You know, I know he started out hot on Sunday again and faded, but I'm gonna go back to Saturday because I truly think Tim and I were sitting there drinking coffee watching this actually at my house. I truly believe, and I might be wrong. Somebody can, if somebody's listening and they want to message me that there was a better display of ball striking on a five hole stretch at the open, please do so. The first five holes on Saturday that Rory McIlroy came out may have been the greatest ball striking display in open championship history. Hole one, he laces one down the fairway, hits it to 10 feet, makes a birdie. Hole two, laces it down the fairway, hits it to nine feet misses and not a good miss a bat you know is it not a good putt hole three laces one down the fairway hits it to five feet he's just roping that driver but it's like cruising speed driver if you look on the shot it's like 182 ball speed with the apex is like 126 feet in the air it's just hammering high drives you know um hole four hits it to 11 feet misses hole five gets on and you know two putt easy birdie so is total Distance of putts for birdie. They were all birdie. He had every green regulation on the front nine was 37 feet for the first five holes. And he only came out of there at three under. And I think uh, you watch him putt. It's funny. He put when he, when he needs to make a par putt, he puts it with a little bit of authority. He, he rams that thing in there. He did it today on like 18, I think, or somewhere. Those other those birdie putts. He just has zero confidence. None. And, I, and they, you can just tell they kind of they, they kind of die by the hole and they bleed off. They don't they don't go a foot or two past like they should. I don't understand it. It's all in his head. You know, you know it's just there's nothing you can. It's in his head. That's all it is. 
but yeah. Yeah, here's what I noticed with Rory and, and kind of what you just mentioned. There was times where I watched him because I picked Rory this week. I was very like into what he was doing. He would look at a read, and this would be like an eight-foot birdie putt, five-foot birdie putt, and he'd just give it the like he'd get this wince, like he doesn't know which way it breaks. You could just tell. And I knew that when he did that face, he's gonna go, you know, he's not making this. I don't care. He doesn't know what it was. He's second guessing himself. He has no, he's not, his body language is already displaying that he's unsure and he's going to get over it and not know. And of course he misses it And his body language all week was like bizarre. Like, so he, he hits the ball amazing to start Saturday. He might've had the un, like, I don't know how to describe Friday. Like I watched him play and every time he swung a club, it was one armed. Like he couldn't actually commit to anything. Every time he swung, he was doing something with his body to try to like save it or try to like, you know, oh, that's going to be in the fescue or that might be in a bunker. Like there was just never that just confident swing where he holds it, finishes it, beautiful balance. It was just constantly And the guy was at that time still under par. I think he shot, what do you shoot on Saturday or Friday? I think he shot one or one under or something like that. You know, yeah, he with, with like just the worst round of ball striking you've ever seen. Like he can't even finish a swing. And he still got around that place. And that's kind of the, when you talk about floors and ceilings, a guy that hit it, hit it that bad and doesn't have, doesn't have a swing at all, finds a way yeah. to just score. That's an example of a world-class player. And he, uh, I think if he would have, let's say he makes those other two putts, they were very makeable. They weren't, they didn't break a lot. And he's five under through five to start that round. He's at eight under and, and he's not, he's not tiger. There's not going to be a tar- tiger roar. But Harmon came back to eight under for a, for a while. I remember that when he was at eight. Um, I think it was eight. Yeah, because Fleet was at six, right? In that Saturday group. And then, yeah, because Harmon started the day at 10. He was two over for a while and he got it back. Oh, know, on sa- not on Sunday, uh, on Saturday. No, Saturday. So this would have been, Rory would have got to eight and there would have been a buzz. People would have been, you know, here we go. And Harmon fell. He, stayed at, he had that rough start at the beginning where he made a couple bogeys. And then he made that birdie at five and kind of steadied himself. That was the one chance I feel where, where cause I, I think Harmon's a pretty gritty guy. He's not going to, he's not going to just fold. That's the one chance where maybe, you know, somebody could have put a little shock into him. Uh, but Rory just couldn't make, just didn't make the pots as, as usual. He's been top 10 and seven of the last eight majors. Here's the thing. Like Harmon hasn't folded frequently. He's no, had he's, rounds. He's, he's had rounds under par when he's been in the lead or close to the lead in majors before. It just, it hasn't been enough. And my God, did he take that? I, he just, he showed up on Saturday and just walked away with the whole thing. Yeah. He was, he's a gritty guy. He just, he, he was, uh, he was right there at Aaron, Aaron Hills too. Was he not? He oh, was. Aaron yeah. Hills. And, and Brooks had a, a great round there. I think Harmon shot one or two under. And I mean, obviously it just, it wasn't enough, yeah. but Again, not a terrible round by him. Um, he's been in contention before many, many times, usually in majors. I mean, he's a perennial major contributor. And well, he, uh, finally he, his time. He doesn't blow up. He's second on the PGA Tour this year in bogey avoidance behind Scheffler. So he doesn't make a lot of big mistakes. Uh, he puts it great. What do you have, 106 putts for the whole tournament? That's just insane uh, for 72 holes. That's ludicrous. That's it's the it's the lowest in the modern era. Um, just insane. So yeah, I don't know. Rory had his chances. 
screwed up. Let's go to Rory Light or Mini Rory, Tommy Fleetwood, um, who who is the same kind of deal as Rory, just with less talent to me. Never can make the putts when it really matters. Uh, uh, Saturday, he got it to within two. He came, you know, it was eight under Harmon, six under for Fleetwood. The whole fucking golf course is cheering for Tom. If I had to hear Tommy Lad one more time from the, somebody in the crowd, I was going to throw up, even though I like Tommy Fleetwood. But he was there. All he had to do was roll a putt or two in. And again, maybe the dynamic changes, but he just couldn't. He didn't again today. He was flat out the putting. That's what he is. I think Fleetwood, he's the kind of guy that if he ever wins a major, it's going to have to be really tough conditions where the ball striking can really shine. You know, where, where not everybody has birdie putts in every hole where, because he is a great iron player. And I think he needs wind and hard conditions and he can stand out, but he never makes putts. I got a quiz either. for you. Well, yeah. what, who's the last guy to win a major that putts with a claw? Hmm. Well, Morikawa currently puts with the claw. He won a major a couple years did he, ago. Did he win it with the claw? I couldn't remember. I can't remember. He does the he does the dual putting now. Uh was Phil Claw putting when he won the open? Or the PJ Championship. He might have been, he might have been he clawing his short ones and then doing his other thing with the long ones. He was he was flip-flopping. Yeah, so I was just curious. I mean, I'm just like, you know, usually when you're going to claw, there's some, you know. Oh yeah, I do it. It's fucking yeah, because you suck at everything yeah, else. That's what, I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when you go to the cloud, there's just something that that's a little bit, you know, off with, you know, it's maybe a quick fix, but he's stuck with it for a long time. I mean, he's been claw. I don't remember the last time he was at claw. Yeah. So. He just, I think for, I like Tommy Fleetwood. I love watching his golf swing. It's so mm-hmm. good. The short finish. And it's just a really pure iron player. He's, he's got two 63s in us opens. <laughs> But they're always way from behind, you know. When he's in contention, he gets really nervy with the putter. Also, he's kind of like Rory; it just never seems to start online. Um, he just couldn't get anything going on the weekend. I, 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 this is not a grievance, but I hate to say my guy Cam Young might be kind of the same way. Watching him today, he just doesn't like. He had a real tough time reading putts too. Like he would, he looks very confused at times. And, and I get that these these greens aren't, you know, they're kind of tough to read because they're fairly flat but yeah i don't know i mean yeah i don't know another one cantley here's a good stat for you some cantley's always in the world top 10 he's he, he's been there he's an anchor top 10 player he's been there for multiple years in a row um he did win the bmw last year hasn't won anything this year but he has never been within five shots of the lead after 54 holes in a major never he is ne- all of his top finishes have been he, he comes from way behind on sunday you know when he's out of contention and plays good and gets into like a top 10 but he's never been in actual contention in a major in his career which is i don't know why I was, a, gonna, I was just gonna ask why is that though i don't <laughs> know i looked today because i'm working on this writer cup article for the Substack. he's like He's top five in overall strokes gain. His ball striking stats are good. His putting, he's good. He's like 18th in strokes gain putting. I have no idea why. It's a head thing, I suppose, but I have no idea. All the metrics say he should be good in majors because he's pretty much good. He's solid at everything. It's weird. It looks like he's got a good temperament, like, and, you know, just demeanor. Like, it looks like he'd be a great major assassin, doesn't it? Like, you would think so. He's just kind of the way he looks, you know, and he can kind of rub people the wrong way. He just, 
you could see it thrive off that, but he just doesn't really take that into heart when he plays majors, unfortunately, because I think he could really be a, a great major player if he can somehow flip that switch um, on the on the weeks that really, really, really matters. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what his deal is, but anyway, here's another good grievance for you. This was a bad one. Tom Kim's ankle. I mean, come on. Yeah, you sprained your fucking ankle. Big deal. He ripped a ligament. All sprained ankles rip ligaments. They pop. That's what they do when you sprain an ankle. There's a bunch of them in there. That's what a sprained ankle is. A grade one ankle sprain he had. Has he never sprained as a stretch? Now he's never probably played basketball or football or any other sport, which you do all the time. You just play. That's what happens. It's like good God with all the physical therapy those guys get and all kinds of stuff. This give me this bullshit. Oh, I was thinking about what's wrong. He got second place. Don't tell me it was that bad where you couldn't hardly walk. What a bunch of BS. I don't want to hear it. Nobody should buy into it. It's a bunch of garbage. Just stupid. Should Tony Fino have sprained his ankle? His was way worse than Tom Kim's. At least his looked like his ankle was broken <laughs> off. <laughs> but like he played too. It's a sprained ankle. Big deal. Just tape it up and play like you do in any other sport. Who the hell sits out for a sprained ankle? Nobody. Um, he did get he did get second place though. Sneaky good major year for Tom Kim. And lastly, the Toads, the Natterjack Toad. Uh, it, so, all right, I'm not against like protecting animals here. That's not my spiel. My spiel is: How is it possible that there's only one person? on the whole golf course that can safely remove these toads, you couldn't train a few more people. So they had to wait, they had to wait on the one part three for the toad to jump across the green for the soup, the grounds crew guy to come out and remove the toad. You couldn't train three, four people to get out there and figure out somebody that's around that can do it. What a joke, RNA. Holy crap. Give it, give a 10 year old a butterfly. Now. He'll get that thing out <laughs> like, of there in no time. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it's a protected species, but, how hard could the training be? Put some gloves on, grab it, and go throw it in the damn pond. It is. I a love where we're going. Thing. I hear. I hear there's a lot of oil out uh, <laughs> out just a little bit west of Liverpool. So, <laughs> they, fuck them toads. They need a lot of freedom out there. <laughs> they had a fenced in air. They had a fenced in pod or pond. Oh, I saw it. It's toads. ridiculous <laughs> for the toad. Just grab it and put it in the damn fenced in area so you can play golf. What are they? Do- what are they doing? I understand the bees. We need the bees. They pollinate some stuff. What are the toads? They eat the insects, Tim. Really those are my to. those are my grievances. On otherwise, the Open's my favorite tournament all the time. The granddaddy of them all. All right. Well, I got. I think we should. I've got one more name for you, or two more names for you, and I just want to list some of my surprises. People are like, oh, didn't really see that coming, and some, like, disappointment. So I want to just throw out the name. Obviously, we've got to mention it, John Rahm. You know, he won the Masters, hasn't really showed up at the other major, hasn't really played well at all, hasn't played a lot, actually, a lot of golf, but um, showed up this week, contended. You know, he's got the horse. I mean, he had a, a, an amazing day on Saturday. Uh, you know, yep. it was amazing the lowest. back nine. Yeah, so he... He's still got that that in him somewhere, but I don't know. It's kind of I was kind of thinking he'd make a run today a little bit, you know, to kind of you know give Harmon something. I thought it was going to come from him, not Cameron Young, personally, but just didn't get it going. I mean, yeah. made some really good putts. I mean, that's the thing. Golf is just like, dude, it just comes down to like if your putt just somehow, you know, 
hits the edge and goes in versus lips out. You know, it's just like, it's such a game of just minute inches on a huge ballpark that it just, it's so hard to, to decide why a putt's going to go in this time versus not the next time. I mean, and it's here's, just. And here's what I think. Here's where the, the genius, a little bit of the Lynx golf and the pot bunkers are because the greens aren't crazy sloped. But if you watched him when he made that run, he made some putts of length, you know, and Harmon did too. The bunker, where they put the pin placements are usually, you have to think about a bunker. You know, if you, you ha- if you really want to go after birdies, you have to take on these pot bunkers and try to go over them where, you know, like most guys will hit to the middle and try to make the longer putts. You know, Harmon did it all week. And so I think it's really hard. And, and it really goes to show you how impressive Rom's round was Saturday to really shoot super low when you, you can't necessarily just go fire at every flagstick because they're so protected by these pot bunkers everywhere. Uh, but yeah, I thought, I mean, he probably wins player of the year, doesn't he, over Scheffler? He, I mean, he won the Masters second at the Open. He won earlier in the West Coast swing. Unless Scheffler yeah, wins I, the FedEx, I guess. I guess I haven't really thought about that all that too much yet. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be later. That'll be debated. Um, and I, I know we touched on Cam Cam Young, but uh, you know, we had not seen him do anything this year, and he, um, I guess he could fit under my surprises. To be honest, I just didn't see any form from him at all but he had take the end up getting second last year or third i can't remember how he second, second, second I thought, last right? year yeah second last year so maybe maybe we've got a uh, an american that's that's uh born to play some some links golf so well yeah and he got seventh at the masters he was oh, he that's right he was he seventh was at the, the masters. masters he got t6 at the john deere last week so he, he started to play better i think this probably solidified him as a rider cupper He's, he's, he actually moved up in the rankings to 10th, I think. Um, they talked about it on the broadcast. Apparently, you know, these guys are so good. They can figure out. They have minute details in golf balls. He switched golf balls this year, and he's went back now to, like, a left dash the last couple of weeks, and he's T6, T8. So he's coming to the 3M. We'll see what he does here. We should probably admit, too, that um, one of the best prerequisites for the Open is likely going to the John Deere. Because <laughs> you you had Sep Straka, you had uh yeah, Post, was in the mix. Uh you had Cam Young. Right? You got all these uh these stalwarts from from the uh JDC showing up in the open. So yeah. I think the best thing you can probably do, PGA Tour, is get more folks out to uh the John Deere Classic in the Quad <laughs> Cities. Yeah, it's the <clears throat> it's the ideal setup. Soft. Soft and tree-lined, and then you go right into open and, and hard. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're wondering why Cam Young is, you know, he's not the most charismatic guy, try talking to his dad once. <laughs> <It's worse. laughs> I, try, I tried at the John Deere. He wasn't having any conversation whatsoever. Don't try it twice. You get a, a weird look if you try it <laughs> twice. As the kids say, he's got no riz, huh? No. None. No riz. Well, I got a list of surprises, and I'm going to start with – um uh Alex Fitzpatrick. I did not see that one coming. Yeah, you know, he qualified. I think yep. he qualified like a holing out or something. He hold out a bunker shot or something. To... Yeah, he shot like a back nine, like 31 or something in the qualifier. And, and you know, he, yeah, he didn't finish strong, but he 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 kind of showed himself a little bit there. He, he he played well for as long as he possibly could. He was right there, made some good putts, but then he kind of faltered as, beat, as we probably could have predicted. Brother. But Beat his brother, finished in top 20, finished 17. So I thought that was kind of a cool story. So, How about this one? Is it you going off? Is it? Did uh, you want to I, talk about? I, well, I just wanted to talk about the ridiculousness of people. 
So Alex Fitzpatrick yesterday on Saturday was in like T4 or something like that. After, And people were already talking about put him on the European Ryder Cup team to play with his brother. He's on the challenge tour. He's played like this is his first legit event on real championship golf. Recency bias. You gotta, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. I but told that to you in confidence, Mike. Why would you bring that up now? I'm the only one that said that. I no, not you. you. Oh, you oh, might have. I, they were. They said it on the TV broadcast. People were talking about it on the internet, not you. Um. The next one I said, I did not have this Aussie as finishing the highest odds. I mean, Jason Day is now finished second in every major. This was his last one that he had to complete. So Jason Day played well. I think we all thought that Cam Smith was going to play well. I had Adam Scott pegged to play well. He had played well at um, Liverpool in the past. But uh, Jason Day takes top Aussie honors and plays well this week. Um, You've already mentioned Tom Kim. I you know, kind of a sneaky little game with, with the hurt ankle and um, showing up. I was going to mention Max Homa made his first top 10. Security spot. I think he's a lock now. He finally showed something in a major. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked how, I just liked how he just hung around. He, 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 he was, he would have a bad hole and then he'd come back and make a nice birdie putt. He never like really took off, took off, but he never really let himself get just kind of like, I'm out of this. No, I just, I give up. Like I, I don't have it. Don't have my game this week. He just always hung in there. So that was kind of cool to see. And then last on here is um, a open championship winner that I, I don't even know what he's been doing, but I was kind of pleasantly surprised at the finish of Henrik Stenson showing some life. T13 played pretty yep. solid most of the week. Um, I did not see that one coming. I got a couple. The septic tank, Sep Straka. He's up there at... Uh... He too, he, coming off a coming off a deer win, second place in the old septic tank. He's going to be on the Ryder Cup team for sure. Uh, guy's a big boy, but I'm going to say right now, the Skechers that Matt Fitzpatrick wears are no longer the worst. The squares that the septic tank had on were are atrocious. I can't even look at it; they're so bad. But he was. Did on you fire. just make that nickname? No, no, I heard that somewhere else. The septic. Oh game. my God, <laughs> that is criminal. <laughs> I heard that the man just like once. top five in a major. Yeah, that's a and great he won game. the deer. What a he's good a big boy! He's a big boy. He's a big boy. The septic tank <laughs> doesn't um, mean he's filling the septic tank. <laughs> he's it's actually, not Rudy's tacos. I didn't look. At, I didn't look at who led in birdies made. He had to be. I think he was. I think he was. God, he made a lot of birdies. Yeah. Holy shit, he made a ton. Um, how about Grio? Grio played with Rory today, held up and you know, and all with I'm sure Rory had a huge crowd and he shot the same score. Uh that's he's coming good. to 3M. That was impressive as well. And the uh the local, the guy that was a member there actually ended up finishing top 10. I get I was gonna mention that. I forgot to mention that as well. Yeah, top 10 big birdie putt that actually put him in the last hole, got him in the top 10, which I believe gets him back in next year at Troon. Uh, nice. Yeah, Michael, or is it Michael Jordan? What's his name? Matthew Jordan? Saying Matthew. Yep. Who else on the list here? Hideki. Hideki sneakily kind of hung in there and played pretty well. Uh, I was really disappointed with Victor Hovland. He kind of didn't do it. In the bad weather, he really faded. I thought maybe he'd show up. and That's been two in a row now. Yeah. Opens. Yeah. Should we get to the disappointments? Yeah, let's do it. Well, you know, you can kind of say Victor's Sunday was disappointing, but if we go back to the whole... Or, you know, 
work of art, the entire entire thing from Thursday, possibly to Sunday, you got to look at the likes of Justin Thomas shot 82 his worst round as a professional golfer totally lost on thursday actually had a decent running shot even par on friday he's coming yeah. to john deere he needs points he is a on a struggle bus 3m yeah yeah i um yeah shout out to jt mike one of my one of my, my my list of guys seems to grow every week but uh he did come back and shoot even par which is good for him but i i okay i'm a jt apologist love jt but i i have now officially Unless he he's going to have to really show something, or he is not. How how can you pick him? Even even with how great his record has been, see Brian Harmon is going to maybe fuck him because Brian Harmon winning is going to make him a lock, and then there's going to be one less spot. Uh, well, and Zach Zach Johnson had great things to say about Brian Harmon. Yes, Brian Brian Harmon's in. He's a lock. He's going to be third in the points once it comes out tomorrow for sure. He and is Cam in the Ryder Cup. Cam Young, I think, is. You take Cam Young over Justin Thomas for sure. Well, Mike, you you said this too. You want a great putter as a part of your Ryder Cup team, and I don't know if there's a better distinguished putter right now than Brian Harmon. Well, yeah, I'm telling you right now, Harmon's a lock. He's on the team. There's no oh, way. Yeah. There is no way you don't take the last major champion who's now and, ten and, in the world. Uh, Mike, you know this better than anyone else. How humiliating is it when someone that's like six, seven inches shorter than you outdrives you? <laughs> do i though i don't know yeah, jt disappointing he's gonna play the next two weeks because he's outside the he's, he's 77th in fedex cup points too is 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 firing bones an option i don't god i don't is, know what, what is going on the funny thing is is you watch him i think his is putting too he just can't I mean, it's more than putting to shoot 82, but he's hitting a lot of decent shots, too. I mean, he shot even par on Friday, which was shitty weather. It was but he's still not hitting it like Justin Thomas hitting it. You know, no, like he, his I, iron play has was world-renowned, and it's just not there. I just, uh, yeah, he, he's had been terrible this year. I wonder I mean, if he, like, chased distance or did something where it's like he got away from what he is and what he was doing, and all of a sudden now can't find his identity. Yeah, I mean, at this point... He uh, he needs to probably either win the 3M or the Wyndham. You know, he's well, he's got to play well just to get in the FedEx or do something, or he won't make the Ryder Cup team. I, how can you pick? You can't. If he was playing okay, making some cuts, you could maybe make an argument for him on his past history. He is a stud in match play, but he has been atrocious. He shot over 80 the last two majors. Which mm-hmm. is crazy, absolutely crazy. So I don't, yeah. I, 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 oh, I, really, I really hope with JT before we move on that let's say he keeps sucking ass and he's just bad. I hope Ricky, I gotta think Ricky Fowler will help, will be somebody to look at and just you know his buddy and say you know Ricky got to what two hundred and something in the world and has been a stud now, um you know so hopefully well maybe he, maybe that a- motivates him. I don't know. Even to some degrees, Buddy Spieth has gone through some ups and downs, right? Yeah. Like he he had some tough times and moments. So I mean, I think it's pretty natural for every golfer to go through this. To be honest, there's not many golfers that haven't gone through some some slump. Um, the next yep. guy that I thought was pretty disappointing, he was from what I saw, a lot of people were picking him. Um, Dustin Johnson. I mean, holy cow, were you Brutal. bad this week? Bad. So that was really disappointing knowing that he was, you know, a lot of people had them pin pegged to say this course fits in. Well, how about Denny McCarthy? You talked about 
Him oh my god, that's one of my guys. Terrible. Horrible. I don't like the right-handed Brian, Brian Harmon, isn't he? Kind of, you know, maybe not as long, he's but a, he's a better putter than Brian Harmon, even by all statistical rankings. Like he's like the best in the world. But what a bad week to play! Like he hadn't missed a cut forever. He'd been playing so well. I wonder if that's like a he knows he has to play well. He's pushing for that Ryder Cup or something. I don't know, but yeah, he was horrible. Um, I don't know why I have this one on. I just thought I thought Shane Lowry was kind of disappointing. I thought this is kind of where he thrives. You know, he, th- he thrives on these shots where you can get him low and you can, you know, get him in place, squeeze cutters and, and hit shots and, and feed off the, f- the crowd. So he didn't play well. This one guy actually made the cut. I just need to see more of a Brooks Cap guy. I thought he was disappointing. He was bad. He just kind of, he just didn't really ever, he just, you know, like, again, I felt like the course fit him well. I felt like it's the last major of the year Brooks is going to show up. Like Brooks is, knows that this is his, you know, he, th- he lives off these things. He's going to find a way to, to be relevant. And he just never was. He tied a 51 year old. He tied Patty Harrington. Yeah. So that That's wasn't good. Way. And then um, I have Tommy Fleetwood on there. I just, I mean, you know, and maybe you guys want to, I don't want to direct the other podcast, but you can go probably listen to no laying up and what <laughs> Tron has to say this week with, with what he, um, well, what he says with Tommy Fleetwood, but there's something there, you know, you got, you're in your home, you got Lowry kind of stepped up and, and went and got it. I know Brian Harm. I'm not asking him to win it. I'm asking him to, to give a valiant effort to, to try to go win it. Um, instead of having Brian Harmon come back and, you know, whatever, shoot like a random, like 62 on Sunday to, you know, maybe get in there and stay in the clubhouse, that well, kind of style. Cause he seems to do that every once in a while. Maybe Tommy's waiting for his true home course, Burkdale, right? guys, right by where he grew up to, to pull could it be. out. I, I, I'd be. I think we got to put the whole field on this list though. Right. Cause it's, it's just, it's Brian Harmon against the world. And yes, it was a great outing, but for the rest of the field to go and complain about the weather, to complain about the bunkering, right? To to have grievances with the course when a guy is absolutely lighting it up under your feet. I think the the entire field is to blame. Like how soft have you gotten to let someone get seven strokes ahead of you in a major tournament? And he's not Tiger Woods. Well, he I was mean, the only Brian Harmon make mistakes. Brian Harmon's not Tiger Woods. He's not. Obviously not. He, he played. He played amazingly well, but there is no reason that a, a sling of former world number ones. I mean, what there was like six or seven world number ones over the last ten years in that field couldn't even come close to catching a guy that's five foot seven. It's <laughs> it's utterly ridiculous <laughs> to think that. Uh, they think that's not possible. I that's mean, it's size just, discrimination, it's, Tim. Size, uh, Jeff. I want you to know that uh, the tiger is like 5'11. He's also undersized. <laughs> well, and, and, and I think you know, yes, I know he's left handed. Let's not discriminate. Oh, yeah. Oh, either. I didn't even get into that. And but how about okay, you didn't say this for a grievance. Do we need the waggle counter on every single shot he hits? Yes. 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 And they should be counting. <laughs> and I'm going to go on and make it even more. It should be out loud. So he hears it every time they're waving, <laughs> yeah. they're counting one because it's it is bad. It's like a guy that takes it to the max on a free throw, or like you know he goes right up to the ten. We're gonna count one. It's like I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying he needed to have the trophy taken away, but they should have waggled the trophy in front of him thirteen times. Jesus Christ! It's like, it's like the kid with the fidget spinners. You know, just he can't 
It's so Jesus. bad. It's it's terrible, terrible <clears throat> stuff. I have a his head isn't even his head isn't even actually looking at the target. It's just it's just kind of he gets to the point where it's just just to move it to move it. So I think it's yeah. just kind of like a it's like a Duffner thing when he does his little waggle. It's just a comfort thing. I don't does he and, and correct me if I'm wrong. It's not like he does a specific amount of times. It's whenever no, he feels was... like his trigger's ready. Yeah, he was all over the place, and I would one hundred percent hit into Brian Harmon. Like he was an eighty-five-year-old pair of women. <laughs> I got some more. I got some more disappointments. You want to hear a few more? If, if you want, uh, Robbie, yeah. <laughs> uh, everything Rob, was bad. Robbie, Robbie Mack coming off a great finish at the Scottish Open, horrible yeah. ten over. This is a personal disappointment because I picked him on every single DFS, and I did actually double my money this week, but no huge. I'm going for the big. I'm going for the big score. Uh, my guy, Sammy Valamaki, who I had in every single lineup. The, if you watch the DP world tour, like I watched the DP world tour, <laughs> you know, the man from Finland can play. And if you're from Finland, you can play in some shit. And he finished at nine over because he was eight over today on Sunday. Horrible. Ouch. He was great before that. Um, the other one I had that I, I was actually really disappointed in. Um, oh, let me look at my list here. Oh, uh, Hatton, Tyrrell Hatton. He sh- he took like an eight or a nine on eighteen. Hit a hit, a, hit one out of bounds on Saturday. Then he almost hit one into the into the greenside bunker on one on a second tee shot. He ended up getting back to like even par, but he was coming in great. Scotty Scheffler was a disappointment, finishing at even. He, uh, you he know, ran, he randomly still finished top twenty three, and we didn't yeah, see he like broke him. his he broke his top twelve streak though. He shot 67 today. He chipped in on one for birdies. See that? And uh, I, I actually want to give a shout out to Dick Bland. I know I ripped him last week on the preview episode because Tim talked about picking him. Dick Bland played pretty well, but went pretty limp on the weekend. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he fell down the leaderboard. Okay. Well, I, anything else from the Open? It's the last major. We are officially through major season for the men, at least. Um, and I don't know. It's like... I like meaningful golf. I'll watch any kind of golf, but like meaningful golf is there's nothing better. It's nothing. There's nothing better than meaningful golf. I mean, in my opinion, like something that really matters, something with history, we got a drink out of the U S open cup. And like looking at that thing was like, I can't explain to you the nostalgia of the historic thing when you're holding it in your hands. Like I could imagine winning one of those things. Like I had to give up my own claret jug this week. It was really hard to do. I didn't, <laughs> Didn't win that, but like, but like the real thing went on there with the Nate, you know, just, just how much who's touched it, who's drank out of it. I mean, it's just that those tournaments are, are really special. And just, I know we, we pretty much pretend like all these other tournaments matter when, when they really don't. But, but um, yeah, when you get rid of the, I shouldn't say get rid of, but when you finish the last one, knowing you don't get one, another one until the spring. I know we get the Ryder Cup, which is huge. That's a that's a fun event, but uh, everything else is kind of downhill from here. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't watch the, oh, really yeah. watch the FedEx Cup. They should bring back the. Speaking of trophies, they should bring back the belt, the open belt. They stopped making it because the the Morris family kept just basically owned it oh, for like God, forever. That'd be so cool. <laughs> they should have the old school oh. belt back. If we could oh, yeah. smell what the rock is cooking, yeah. like <laughs> out on the putting green as he yeah. closes the 18th hole. With the belt in hand, oh, that'd be sweet. Uh, I was gonna say, Jeff, uh, it's great that you drank out of the U.S. Open Cup. I 
I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I would trust drinking out of the the open chalice. Um, I think it's full of cholera. The claret jug? Hell dysent- yeah. Dysentery. Um, I, I, I'm assuming you can only drink rum or gin out of it. No, no. A wine connoisseur such as yourself, Tim. It's got that nice little... That nice little neck for pouring wine, you know, under your mouth. That's that's a that's a French thing that the <laughs> British don't get into. That they are. You drink some port and smoke some cigarettes out of it. I don't. I don't know. They uh, well, it's true. Next year, so you only got to wait a year for true. And I know Colin Montgomery's already groveling for a spot to get back to his home course. <laughs> Monty, I heard I him listen on, to that I, guy talk all day. I heard him talking about how if he doesn't win the senior British this week. He's going to try to qualify for uh, the Open next year at True in his home course. That's great. Well, that puts a wrap on on the Open Championship. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. The Brian Harmon thing kind of tilted me, and I didn't really watch as much as I wasn't planning to watch. I think it was just because there wasn't, you know, somebody would kind of you know get a little bit hot, but I just knew that Brian Harmon, if he doesn't totally just blow it it's going to be not worth watching so it wasn't the most exciting for me i didn't get as jacked about it just because he kind of ruined i again credit to him he played awesome i mean like you can't get mad at a guy for just going out and winning a tournament but um viewing wise like tim had mentioned it wasn't uh i, I could miss it on saturday and sunday and not really care if he's still got a five six seven shot lead it doesn't really matter so kudos to him um all right well we got Coming to our our hometown is the PGA Tours. The 3M Open is happening this week. We're going to be on uh, campus, I should say, for most of the week at some point. Maybe one of us or, you know, most of the days should should be somewhere in attendance. Um, we're going to try our best to make our rounds and, and meet with people. You know, this is our first tournament that we actually can maybe get, um, you know, there on a, on a Monday, Tuesday, even a Wednesday and not just kind of go during the, the tournament days. So hopefully there's a little bit of access there we can look into. I'm looking forward to a, a sneaky, decent field. I mean, we'll kind of go over some of the guys that have committed. Um, uh, I guess the thing that might be the A topic is going to be the weather. Uh, Tim had put, uh, preluded to it. It's going to be we're close to 100 degrees uh, at the start of the tournament and Gross. muggy. So not your so best good. viewing. Not your so best uh, viewing if you are at the TPC twin cities, um, that's going to be tough. And in the players that have to wear pants, maybe they decide to go live for a week, let them wear shorts um, or maybe let them wear cutoffs, cutoff shirts. I think that'd be kind of a cool, cool. It's not even, it's not even a hundred degrees guys. Get over it. People, people do roofing. It's not a dry, dry heat, Tim. It's not a dry heat. No, a lot of swass, a lot of swass up in Blaine this week. You better bring your, <laughs> you better bring your powder, boys. Um, I I so. will wear pants all week to prove a point. Oh, okay, <laughs> classic. <laughs> okay, you do, well. First of all, your pants are like half pants; they go up to your knees almost. There's a lot of air getting let go right on the ankles. <laughs> yep. So I don't know. With that being said, um, you know, looking forward to it. I think you know if you are from Minnesota and are going to attend. Uh, a couple things to to look forward to. Um, as always, the food trucks are phenomenal. They got a lot of good options there. Mike and Ian, in particular, are your favorite. Tim, you're a big food guy too. Anything that food trucks that people need to, to hit up? There's Parlor Burgers. There's Red Savoy's Pizza. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make that breakfast pizza they had when we were at when we were at the uh, 
scramble thing for media that was spectacular um what else do we got there's probably taco taco rusty ta- tacos probably okay Tim, anything else you from food uh I, I mean i'm gonna drink most of my food so yeah media okay. tent gives us gives hopefully the media tent's got some nice uh food all the it. diet cokes i can handle <laughs> um and then the one thing that they're adding this year I, I don't know if they're trying to take a little bit of a piece from the waste management they're having a stilly which is a, a drink that is made in still water it's kind of like a, I guess, kind of like a high noon. It's got the the vodka with the real juice, party deck, and so that's going to be on the 18th hole. They're going to track water balls this year. They're going to track how many balls go into the 18th um, pond. And if you are watching our scramble on YouTube, if you watch it this week, um, we did definitely add a few in there. I think we all three went in there. So actually, I think some of us in here went in there twice. I'm pretty on sure 18, on 18. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, I think Tim went in there twice. I went there once. It was was not um, a good uh, was not a good showing by us on eighteen. It was not a good showing. No, <laughs> it was not a good showing by us. So it, it it wasn't it wasn't a moderate cut. It was the full cut. <laughs> yep. So that's that's. I mean, the golf tournament is, you know, the field that we're going to talk about. Bring up. Uh, you got, I guess, headlining, and I'm I'm going to write a Substack article too about not just the top guys, but I think guys that if you're going to go. Here are some options. I know a couple of years ago, I went and followed around. Now it's kind of a, you know, hindsight. It's not as great as I thought it was going to be, but I went and followed Matt Wolf. The year he won it, I followed him on Friday. Um, I kind of watched him in college. I thought his swing was fun to look at. Nobody was following him. He wasn't in anybody's special group. I got a great video of him hitting shots. I got probably illegally, but got some, got to walk around and just be right next to him and watch him play. I think there's some players out there like that. You know, guys that could potentially not necessarily win the tournament, but compete or down the road win a win some PGA tournaments as well. So, um, looking at the field, Mike, do you have the field up right now? I got I the uh, list of the people and the notables written down. Okay, so yeah, let's take a look at some of the got, notables that are going to be there this week. The you want me to go through some notables? Uh, just so like maybe go through like your your guys that are maybe like top. 50, 75 in the world that are going to be there. And then we can kind of mention some of the guys and we've got some guys that have been on the podcast that are going to be in it this week as well. So yep. what do you got, Mike? Who, here's who I got for notables. And I'll go, I'll go through my notables and I'll go through some high rank guys. First of all, it's the return of Ludwig this week. He's, he's here. He missed the cut at the Scottish open. To be honest, uh, this course, I think sets up great for Ludwig Aberg. He uh, hits it so straight and so good. He was top, was he T4 at the John Deere, Tim? I think he was, something like that. And he kind of needs to sh- keep showing out. He's trying to make the Ryder Cup teams. So if you're looking for, if you're out there, if you're a fan and you want to go watch the future possible top 10 player in the world, he's your guy. Ludwig Aberg. Uh, who else is ranked right around top 100? Oh, my guy, Bazaden Hoot's playing. Maybe I could see if he can get my $10 back for my, my drunk bet in Vegas for him to win the <laughs> Open. <laughs> he's actually a good player, though. Uh, Eric Cole, Eric Cole's sneakily made like 3 million. He's up to like 75 in the world. He's here. Uh, Tony Finau, the defending champ. I think um, you can put Finau and Justin Thomas, who's coming for the first time ever. Uh, his poor play. Justin Thomas's poor play is our uh, reward. We get to go, you get to go watch Justin Thomas. Him and Finau are both really searching for it. And they both need to play well if they want to make the Ryder Cup team. Mm-hmm. Um they're both here. Ryan Fox. I know Jeff's a Ryan Fox guy. 
Big Ryan Fox guy. Yeah, Ryan Fox is playing. Uh, Grio, he's here. He just kept coming off a T6 at the open. He's playing. Tom Hoagie from Fargo. He actually needs to find a little bit of form, too. Sung Jay is playing. That guy must play every single week. He never takes a week off, it seems like. Sung JM. Hideki's playing. Matsuyama. Kashmir Keith is here. Uh, favorite of, of mine. Go. You want to see a dresser? We'll see how those uh, nice clothes work in the 100-degree heat, but that guy can dress. And he's an excellent driver of the ball. Aaron Rye, sneaky good player. Uh, great year. The Postman is here. JT Poston. Uh, Cam Young is playing this year, the 3M. At least he is not. He's, he hasn't withdrawn. I was a little concerned when he was um, in second place that he would maybe, if, if he got second solo, he would withdraw. But he slipped a little bit to T6. He's still playing. And uh, here's a good one for you. Nikolai Hoygaard. I know I've talked about him on the pod before. One of the two brothers from Denmark is playing. He's like right around 100th in the world. Really good player. Made the cut at the open. Uh, played pretty well. Uh, some other guys, if you're looking to watch top 100 players, you got Cam Davis, 55th in the world. Uh, Austin Eck wrote. Um, who else is in there? Adam Hadwin's coming. Um, Mark Hubbard, Mackenzie Hughes. Um, Kuchar's here. I don't know why anybody would go watch him, but he's here. How is he 60th in the world still, by the way? God, those rankings, they lag forever. That's bizarre. K.H. Lee, sexiest man in golf, is playing. Um, who else we got here? Taylor Montgomery, who's really struggled the last, the back end of the year. Alex Noren, who's played really well. Alex Noren needs to keep playing because he's a Ryder Cup hopeful. Um, Chaz, Chaz is coming to town. Chaz Reavy. Did JJ. you say Sahith? Did you say Sahith? Is he playing? Um, yes, Sahith is playing. He's 35th in the world. He's playing. He missed a cut at the at the open. I picked him. He's playing. Justin Suss playing. Um, Sep Straka, the septic tank, looking to keep the heater going. John Deere, the open in the 3M. Uh, Good Lord, who named him that? I think it might have been Andy Johnson on the Fried Egg or something like that, or the Shotgun Start Podcast. I heard it somewhere. It's a great nickname. Top 10 nickname. That's so bad. <laughs> but if you want to watch, if you want, if you are a fan and you want to watch a guy that makes a lot of birdies, go watch Sepp Straka. That guy makes a ton of birdies. Uh, Gary Woodland. Um, yeah, those are some of the bigger names right there. And then we want to mention... Um... Guys that we've had on the podcast that are playing. Derek Kitchener got a special uh, sponsor in um, exempt um, yep. sponsor exemption, and as well as Frankie Sapp in the third. So that's those are two guys that we, you know, local guys here, Minnesota Minnesotans that are playing in it. So those would be great follows. Um, I'm sure they'll have plenty of people following them and watching them play. Uh, I was going to say Caleb Van Erigan. He's playing, yeah. Aragon, is that kind of how you say it? Yep. Played lights out at the uh, at not the AM at the state open. And the AM. He won actually stay and the AM. Won, won them he both. Won both, yeah. Just he, playing unbelievable. I'm really interested to see how his game will transfer there. Like, you know, he's he's got a lot of confidence playing locally. What does it look like when he plays in something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's a member at TPC or he was he used to be. So it's so that, that kind of fun. But uh he's a fifth got... year, I think fifth year senior at Valparaiso. Really good player. Right, and then we've got Andy Novak coming, correct? Yeah, he's been on the pod. Yep, yep. I was going to say him. Yep, Novak. And then yep. uh, we've got Ryan Gerard, and we had 
Will Davison in for an interview that yeah, uh, we should we'll post sometime. We will put out this week. Probably it would make sense for this week because, because uh, Gerard was top five at the uh, Barracuda struggle yep. on Sunday, but he was a top five finish there. So yeah, we got some angles. We'll see if we can drum up some more angles when we're out there early in the week, I suppose. Yeah. So I, I don't know uh, about you guys, but I, I, I do think there's a few things that are coming out this week as we kind of wrap up here. Um, I'll have a sub, sub stack article coming out just about some of the guys in the field. You know, if you're going to go, who would be your best bet to watch, um, you know, kind of in tiers, you know, you got your tops, you got your middles, you got your ones that maybe um, will be the futures of, of PGA tour golf. And then you got, um, you know, that's one thing. And then we got the 3M scramble coming out on YouTube here soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. We can post that one. You know, how low do we go? Do we break the, you know, do we, Break any course records here on our on our scramble three person scramble. So actually, I'd say three and a half person scramble. We we had to borrow a guy every once in a while. Yeah, well, um, everybody, we were, else had, everybody else had four. So we were we were a man hint, hint. Um, so that'll come out. That'd be kind of fun, you know. See, I'm not gonna lie, I've never really, you know, had a, a a YouTube thing out, so it'll be kind of fun to watch that. Um, uh, I think Mike, you're coming out with a Substack article. And yeah, Tim, you are this I've week as well, right? Yeah, right mine's going to be out at 8, 11 a.m. on Monday. So yeah, I got uh, I got probably two. I got a Ryder Cup and then sometime before play actually starts for the 3M. I know Jeff's going to focus on uh, players to watch. I'm going to do a 3M one that's you'll talk about players a little bit more like some of the storylines, like what's going on in the golf world. Like why is Justin Thomas here? You know, what's he doing, hmm. you know, here playing in the 3M and some of the things that are on the line a little bit for some of these guys. So, all right. Anything else? I got nothing. It's going to be hot. I mean, this week. hopefully we survive. Yeah. I think that's going to be the key is the, I, I know that we're weather people here in Minnesota. Everything revolves around the weather. It's like, you know, it's just kind of what you talk about, but it is going to be relevant this week. It's deathly hot, sweaty, have multiple golf gloves. If you're going to play, prepare for chaffage, prepare for the worst. You know, you can never be too prepared. I'm going to, you know, when I play, I always hook a big jug of water onto my push cart, make sure I'm hydrated. Um, lots of beer, lots of Diet Coke. They hydrate <laughs> people. I, I, I always say it's better be prepared. <laughs> That's right. So, Someone even call me a prepper. <laughs> with uh, with that being said, um, cheers to another major season. Um, congrats to John Rahm. Congrats to Brooks Kepka. Congrats to our guy, John Ellis and the guy he got around in, in Wyndham Clark and congrats to Brian Harmon as they are major winners this year. Um, you know, we close at that chapter and we look forward to like, there's a couple more women's majors. There's, is there another senior major or not? Well, they have like, there's, there's I know, nothing but like depression. Have so yeah, I know. depression and Ryder it's, cup. And then you get the Ryder cup. Speak. Yep. So, and then, you know, you can, you can pretend like you really care about the FedEx, but we really know that we don't. So with that being said, The difference between 79 and 80 is everything.